As students get ready to head back to Clarksville Montgomery County Schools, get to know the new director of schools, Dr. Jean Luna Vetter. She shares her experience with the district as a teacher, principal, and parent, and what led her to decide to pursue the top spot in Clarksville Montgomery County Schools. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. All right, Charlie, how, here we are again. And we're very lucky to have this guest with us today because I know a lot of people are excited to hear what she has to say and what's coming up with the next school year. Yeah, you know, you know, Katie, a lot of people think she is new to our school system. She just could not be further from the truth. How long have you been at the school system? I was with the school system uh, starting back in 2007. So I was here from 2007 until 2019, October. And now I'm back. What did you do in 2007? In 2007, I actually came to the district via military from Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And Mm -hmm. I had flown in for a job fair. And I'd always taught uh, middle school math or really more middle school. And I went to the job fair and I met uh, Priscilla Story. Yeah, I, I love Priscilla. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. She's yeah. fantastic. And I stopped by her table with the intent of just saying, my kids are coming to Sango and I can't wait for them to come. And uh, she had a first grade opening. And I said, uh, that sounds great, ma'am, but I don't know that that's for me. And I said, I can't sing. Uh-huh. I don't know. And so anyhow, um, ended up being a fantastic job. I was a first grade teacher. Uh, from 2007 until 2010, and then um, after my that, son, both my sons went to no, my oldest went to first grade there, so he didn't have you, but I think he had Miss Stanton. Yes, uh, we loved her. Yes. We did love her. So you went from first grade to what? I went from first grade to the next step I took was I was at Kenwood High School as an assistant principal. Really? And so I was an assistant principal um, there to start off that school year. And at the time, it was a halftime AP role. And I only um, ended up staying there a couple of months. And they came to me and said, we have a full-time AP opening we want to move you to. And that was at Clarksville High School. And so I was there in fall of 2010. And then you became principal. Yes. In January of 2012, the principal uh, moved to central office and I was asked to become the principal. So I was there. So there was this little story I like to tell. Oh, gosh. It's really not that impressive. Okay. um, So (laughs) I'm a little worried. Me too. Like when he does that. She was at uh, Clarks High School when my daughter was going through. Okay. And so, you know. Occasionally, we would get a recording on our phone saying, hey, this is, you know, the principal and, you know, this is what's happening at school. Well, then she leaves, takes another job, and I get this recording with a man's voice, Mr. Feldman, which I like Mr. Feldman. It's not a problem. But I text her or called her or saw her somewhere, and I said, listen, I don't like these strange men calling my house. I'm used to your voice. I I thought you would say, I don't like these strange men calling Tracy it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. But I was like, it just didn't feel right at the time. But he's fantastic. He is fantastic. He's fantastic. fantastic. Yes, he he, um, assumed that position when I went to be the high school level director for the district. Yeah, so we we had a great time at Clarks High School. Yeah, and so now here you are. What is your official title? Superintendent? Director of Director schools. Director of schools, okay. Same difference. And that was a process. How long did that process take? 
The um, I think applications needed to be submitted by April 1st. Okay. And then I think it, it really pretty much began then. Uh, my official interview was, I'll never forget, Cinco de Mayo, May 5th. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, yes, I was officially, I think, approved and, and signed my contract with the board on June 8th. So was yeah. that your first official date? Was June 8th? or It was not. It was actually July 5th. Oh, oh Cinco de Mayo. She's got this fifth thing going on. Yeah, <laughs> she does. <laughs> so you're just jumping right in. It's July 5th. I mean, because school starts in just a few weeks. It's hard to believe that, too. It is. August 8th is the mm-hmm. first half day of school, and the first full day is August 11th. You know, I, I'm not sure people really understand what your job, the director of schools, that sounds fancy and you're over all the schools, but what is a day-to-day? What do you do? What is day-to-day like? Right. So, well, I'll be honest, I, I don't know all of it quite yet since <laughs> I've just started. But uh-huh. I, I will say as director of high schools and, you know, seen a lot of that insight and even with my job when I worked at the State Department interacting yeah. with superintendents on a regular basis. I think it's everything from, you know, Buses in the morning and transportation to nutrition to obviously a huge component of academics, um, even the athletics. I would say anything that happens in a school system, ultimately you are um, or or you should try to be yep. that voice of reason. And as well as, you know, that that ultimate person who helps God what that looks like. And and essentially, if things go wrong, um, it, it's me that yeah. that I need to make yeah. sure it gets fixed. Well, I, you know, our school system continues to grow. We need school. But, but it seems like every year, and I'm going to get the number wrong, but we have a thousand or more new students added to the role. Do we know how right? many we have this year yet? We don't know officially. Okay. So so I would say, um, you know, that, that number could be anywhere from uh, 35,000 up to 38,000. You know, you never really know as people move over the summer until mm-hmm. you start doing that, you know, what we call warm body count, mm. who shows up. Right. And so um, there's always kids that we don't anticipate. And then some kids may have moved that, you know, will not be back with us this year. Wow. What what was the draw for you to apply for that job? I'll be very honest. It was it was more of a decision of the heart than the head. And yeah. so um, when this position came open and, you know, Mr. House left, I had worked with mm-hmm. him. Great man. Yep. And um, people started approaching me about it. And, and I was getting a lot of, you know, discussions about it. And at first, um, I wasn't sure if it was the right time or the right move. And it just kept coming back and it kept coming back. And I, I really do believe sometimes things happen for a reason. Yeah. And ultimately, um, I had a conversation with the commissioner of education who I was working for at the time. And she said, if it's in your heart, um, you, you need to try or you need to apply. And so yeah. um, for me, it's just there is something special about this school system. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. um, been in several states as a military spouse and lived and worked in many districts. And this is just a fantastic area for so many reasons. We have got amazing teachers. We have got amazing structures in place. And I just wanted to be back part of it. I've seen, yeah. you know, when this is the top school school district in, in the state. And I think um, that's where it should be and that's where it needs to be. Yeah, and you and you you've had children come through the school system, graduate, go to college, and do all that. So you've seen in your own household how the school system has affected your kids. 
Absolutely. So I have um, four children of my own, and they have all now officially graduated from Clarksville High School. We moved here when my oldest son in 2007, he was started as a 10th grader at CHS, and my um, youngest child just graduated this past year, and then I have a stepdaughter who is a nine-year-old um, in a, a special needs classroom yeah. at Rossville Elementary. Wow. Wow. So, four kids, you, you must have started having kids when you were like 12. Pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, so um, going into the school year, you're right. We do have excellent teachers and we have, an, you know, excellent administrators or school. I mean, my kid goes to Clarksville High as well. And then I have one at Richview. Um, but, they're, you know, we're coming off a few years of just uncertainty and people are just been stressed out. I mean, what is it going into this school year? Is there anything that you feel like that you want to do, you want to implement to just try to get us back to some normal Absolutely. So that's exactly it. I Mm -hmm. think I think the message more than anything is everyone's been working really hard and we have a lot of tired people, but we also have amazing people. And Mm -hmm. so not just amazing educators, but classified staff members and community members. And I really think it's going to take all of us just rallying around to to really kick this off and work together collaboratively. Um, one of the first things I did, um, maybe much to the chagrin of some of my my current team, but uh, day before I ever started, actually, a couple weeks prior, I was um, messaging communications and I said, um, do we have any plans for, for back to school yet? And road shows or anything? Mm-hmm. And they said, no. And I said, well, there's going to be. So we are <laughs> doing um, back to school road shows. So uh-huh. essentially what that is, is our whole um, central office administrative team will be traveling to all of the high school campuses and the feeder schools will will go to the high school on that day and essentially just think of it like a, a big pep rally. Yeah. So yeah. we just kick off the school year, you know, just acknowledging the hard work. Um, we've got some some music and we've got some, um, mm-hmm. some things set up that we're excited about and, and essentially just a theme of we're better together and, and we're back better yeah. than ever. So we're, we're excited. Yeah, that's well, fun. That brings your team together. Well, sure. it helps with morale too because, you know, when you get – in an office, it's easy to get, you don't want to manage behind a computer. So I really love the kind of the boots on the ground uh, effects. So you can get out there and see what's going on in the schools directly because that's where it's really, that's where it's at. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my intention is for all of our team to be in and out of buildings all the time. Even at my job at the state, I was in and out of buildings all the time um, overseeing college and career readiness because essentially I think it's twofold. It's it's number one, you don't know what's really going on until you're out there, you're seeing it, you're talking to people, mm-hmm. they're telling you, you know, mm-hmm. when you're going, what, what are the struggles, what's going well. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing is um, that's what motivates us all. None right. of us got into education, um, you know, for anything other than kids for the most part. And and that's what it all comes back to. So being back in the buildings and interacting with teachers and with kids, I think is just a motivating, you know, when we are back and having to do the behind the computer thing, we remember why. Mm -hmm. You know, your communications team, I think does a great job getting the word out for whatever, you know, whatever the message is at that time. But another part, I know it's not really technically part of the school system, but leadership CMCSS. I think that's a really good program for people to kind of get indoctrinated into the school system and learn what you guys do, everything from transportation to curriculum to other things. So I think anytime you can bring the community in on a different level and explain what you do is very helpful 
to both sides. Absolutely. I think there's so many opportunities there um, for that interaction. I already have all the dates for leadership CMCSS on my calendar. And Mm -hmm. I think it's essential. There are so many people in this community that that number one may not realize the ins and the outs, mm-hmm. but I think also knowing how they can help contribute and what that looks like. We have outstanding partnerships with this community, mm-hmm. and I actually envision that um, actually growing and expanding even more. We've got some opportunities coming up. The state has just launched something called the Innovative School Models, which we had um, CMCSS received a grant on one of the initial grants that were launched. But this new expansion is actually going to allow for $1 million in every high school and half a million dollars in every middle school to really reimagine um, what high school and middle school look like and thinking about that college career readiness piece. And one component of it is that um, each school will have partners in the post-secondary and industry and community. So we're excited to start pulling some ideas together about how we can make that work. Oh, I I like that. So in the past, sometimes I think the teachers get the brunt of the angst, which really isn't even their fault because they're just doing their job. So in the past year, I know there was a lot of conflict, like with the school board and stuff, because parents felt like there wasn't enough uh, transparency. I think that's all been resolved now, but going into this, I mean, how do you, do you feel like there's anything that you can do to calm those fears or frustrations so that the teachers aren't the one that it gets taken out on? Absolutely. Like you said, I mean, teachers, it's the best job ever, but Mm -hmm. it's also the hardest job. ever. Mm -hmm. And so what they do on a daily basis, I I think can often be misunderstood. I do think it's going to be very important. I'm just naturally a very transparent person. So um, I have no problem really digging in and and let's look at everything and let's put it on the table. And and we're certainly not saying that everything is perfect. It it is definitely not. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it's not, then why? not and how can we help and how can we make it look differently and so I think um, over communicating is part of the plan and so already talking again we have an outstanding communications team but making sure that we're being very proactive so as we know things are coming up um, there's there's going to be, you know, some things coming up this fall related to data and things being put out. How are we starting to prepare that message now? And, and so everyone is ready when we do see what that data looks mm-hmm. like. And I think it's going to be very important to be very solutions oriented. Mm-hmm. There's nothing we can do about what that looks like at this point. Hopefully it's all outstanding. It, it may not mm-hmm. be. And if it's not, then being very transparent about what we are doing and being very strategic with everyone. What's your part in peace and how are we going to get where we need to go? Well, I don't envy your position coming in. I mean, you're, you're coming in at a time when there's just so much controversy, not just locally, but nationally, not just, you know, with curriculum, but then you got all these kids trying to do copycat stuff and, you know, like we've never seen it before. And so you're, I, I don't envy your position because that's a lot to try to just figure out because ultimately we just want to protect our kids and give them a good education, yeah. you know. I think that's exactly it. And I think making sure, you know, Yes, you know, I talk about the data and that's very important, but I think it's the story behind the data and what that means. So the data means 
that our kids can read. The data means mm. that they have the math skills they need. It means that they are then prepared um, for what we need them to be in college and career. And our conversation is when every child is walking out the door, do they have a solid, realistic plan with action steps of what they're going to do next? My biggest fear as a high school principal was that I would send someone out that door and they had no plan for the future. Mm. I think it is our job and responsibility to think about that backwards design and are we preparing them for whatever that looks like, their interests, their capacity mm-hmm. with multiple avenues and, and not necessarily a dead end. So um, making sure that they are um, truly reaching their potential and we're helping them to do that. And so that's why I think it's so important that alignment piece to make sure that they are all ready. Well, I appreciate you taking ownership of saying that it's their, your responsibility to get them ready, but I think some of that responsibility starts at home too. So you guys can only do so much if the parents aren't going to participate. I agree with that. You know? I agree. I, I think it's definitely a partnership, mm-hmm. and I think the more parent participation, absolutely the better. But I think... Th- There is also a responsibility on our part to fill gaps because we do have some kids that are in situations that are not their fault. And so we certainly, um, and I think that's where those teachers come in. Mm -hmm. Those teachers forge relationships Mm -hmm. and that every child, my thing, you know, when I was a principal was that I knew the names of every student in that building. If Mm -hmm. I didn't know a student's name and I saw them in the hallway, I'd go up and ask them their name because I think while I would love for every student to have, um, you know, the perfect home life, that's not the reality. And I do think that we need to prepare them and also teach a little bit of that resilience. Mm -hmm. Um, there's some things that, that, that some traumas that have happened with some of our students that we need to, to help them not ignore, but how do we rebound from that? And how do we move on from that in order to still move on with your life and be successful? Yeah. Well, Charlie and I are extremely grateful that power school didn't exist when we were in school. <laughs> right? Right? You can't get away with nothing anymore. Uh, no. Yeah. I know. No skipping school. You know, no missing homework assignments. No, you know, you got an F on that. that you can't get away with anything. It's fantastic. Yes. So, you yeah. know, exactly. Having mm-hmm. four kids of my own. Um, luckily, the last one, my daughter. I didn't have to worry about as much. But those three boys. Um, yeah. I have two boys. <laughs> okay. My yes. first one. He ain't going to break a rule. My second one, he's making up for lost time. I completely understand. (laughs) I completely understand. So, no, Power School, I think, is an amazing Mm -hmm. resource and tool for parents to remain involved. And so there's really no excuse as far as, well, I didn't know they weren't doing their homework. You you know, there are are tools to be able to see that. So I do think that has been um, an extremely great benefit. Yeah. That that leads me to one question I was going to ask you. We talked about... Um, you know, parents and responsibilities and all that. How do parents say, say I'm new to the community. How do I get involved with my school where my, my children are? How do I get involved? What do I do? Go to the school and talk to them. You know, I would say every administrator I know welcomes that opportunity. There are of course the, um, the, the pre-canned opportunities, you know, we've got the open houses. We have all mm-hmm. that. If, you're, if your students are involved in extracurricular <clears throat> activities, there are certainly those evenings. But I would say if you want to be involved and you don't know how, especially depending on the different levels, it looks differently maybe yeah. at elementary and middle and high school, mm-hmm. reach out and ask. I promise you there are opportunities. It yeah. may be, and depending on your skill set, it may be that 
we have some opportunities for you to come in and read to kids, to, to tutor. Um, when I was a first grade teacher, I had mm-hmm. a, a parent each day of the week, and they each did something differently. You know, one helped with pull kids over to the side and work on, on math. One helped with reading. One yeah. helped with um, those star tests we used yeah. to take. So I think there's all kinds of opportunities mm-hmm. for you to really be involved. Wow. That is too cool. There's a lot going on. There is. And we appreciate you taking time to come talk to us. Is there anything that we haven't asked you, anything that you'd like to tell our great citizens of Montgomery County about the school system? I, I think my main message is just get involved, tune yeah. in. Um no matter if you have kids in this system, if you are a taxpayer, if you are a grandparent, I think we all know that um, industry, economy, everything is really dependent on on a great school system. And mm-hmm. that's why I think we should all be involved. And I really, truly believe this is a unique community with a lot mm, of capacity and some great people who are willing to do that. So um, if you don't know and you want to be involved, just reach out and I promise we'll find you something. That's we'll find awesome. something for you to do. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.